WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Hello, everybody. This is WVUA 90.7 FM, the capstone, and welcome to episode number 57 of the Full Court Press Podcast. My name is Jamie Martinez, and I'm joined by Nick Atkinson and Caden Johnson. To stay up to date, make sure to follow us on Instagram at fcppodcast underscore UA. With that being said, let's get into it with the news. Yesterday was a big day for the NBA. It was the 18th anniversary of Kobe's 81-point game against the Raptors, and my goodness, was there a lot of scoring. Let's start with Joel Embiid, who had quite possibly one of the best games we've seen in recent memory. 70 points, 18 rebounds in a stellar game against the, the Charlotte... It wasn't the Charlotte Hornets. No, no that was San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio Spurs, because that whole Greg Popovich quote went viral. Caden, what do you have to say on Joel Embiid's performance? First ever player, including Will Chamberlain, to have 70, 15, and 5 in a game. Uh, anytime someone does something that Wilt Chamberlain didn't do, uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive. Extremely. Nick, what do you think? Um, it was pretty It was pretty impressive, I guess. Um, especially since they got the win, because, you know, there's been a lot of guys recently that have gotten big performances and then just lose. So. Well, speaking of big performances and losing, Carl Anthony Towns had himself a crazy game. 62 points, 44 in the first half against the Charlotte Hornets, but lost. Nick, uh, you already you kind of hinted at it. What, what do you think about that? Uh, I think it's kind of a joke. Well, they just know he's like a big liability defensively, so they end up taking him out at the end of the game. Yeah, he wasn't even uh, in crunch time. He also like missed like 10 shots yeah, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he was three for 16 yeah. in the second he's, he's, I don't know. He's not a good defender. He's kind of a shot chucker. I think he takes away a little bit too much of – the offensive game for Ant, so. Yeah, I mean. Cool, cool, you got 62, but you lost, and you're 30 years old. To the Charlotte He's not not 20, so, you know. Yeah, so a a big loss for Carl Towns and the Timberwolves. Uh, They sent Terry Rozier off with a bang because just a day later today, Terry Rozier of the Charlotte Hornets has been traded to the Miami Heat for a 2027 first-round pick and Kyle Lowry per Adrian Wojnarowski. The pick is lottery rep- lottery protected in 2027 big time trade what do y'all think about it i think i don't know if it's league altering but i th- definitely think it's a win on both sides yeah, i think that this you know there's been a big rivalry between the celtics and the heat i think this puts that to sleep and the heat are gonna start yeah. making it to the i think finals i think terry rozier owns the Celtics. i'm, I'm just kidding <laughs> no, this doesn't do too much i think it will help them get out the first round though mm-hmm. yeah i i agree with that i think it could be even deeper than that possibly just with how they play and how they elevate their game in the playoffs but as for the heat too i think maybe the best part of the trade was getting rid of kyle lowry he's yeah. he's so bad he was right 0 now. of 18 like in, in his, his last career. five games from he three absolutely he's getting paid like 25 atrocious. million too yeah and i surely the hornets are going to waive him they're, uh, they're going to trade him yeah they're not looking at a buyout but they're saying they're going to trade Probably him for the deadline toronto yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, do you guys okay. think? Any yeah, that's that's cool. That that makes sense too. Toronto needs to lose games. Might as well <laughs> yeah. bring back Lowry. Yeah. Yeah. Little reunion that works out just fine. Bring back Rosen too. So, what's crazy is the Heat are a good team even without Jimmy Butler, and I think they get better. Uh, adding Terry Rozier, it's a bunch of scoring. When Butler misses time, Rozier is gonna be that number one scoring option. So, I think the Heat the Heat are good. So, uh, unless you're thinking Bam's gonna be that first scoring option. I think it can go either way. Yeah, but I think that felt some pressure, too, with uh, the Pacers making a move. Definitely. The East got a lot stronger, so the Heat had to make a move, and maybe this is their year. They, they went to the finals last year. Maybe they'll do it again. Who knows? Uh, in other news, the NBA Communications Twitter put out some news regarding Tristan Thompson, and he has been suspended. Here's what their letter says. Cleveland Cavaliers' Tristan Thompson suspended 25 games for violation of NBA-slash-NBPA anti-drug program. The NBA announced today that Tristan Thompson of the Cleveland Cavs has been suspended without pay for 25 games for violating the terms of their anti-drug program by testing positive for two different drugs. I don't even know what they Uh, are. He was taking SARMs. It's a performance enhancer. So uh, LGD, I thought it was LGTV for a sec. I couldn't read it, but uh, I'm not sure how much of an impact this makes to the Cavs. How how does how does that work? What, what how is it a performance in whatever? Uh, I mean, it, it basically just builds your muscles up stronger uh, instead of like when you work out and it tears your muscles down. You can take SARMs and it kind of builds your muscles uh, up stronger than like, yeah. what it's supposed to be. Tristan Thompson's old. Maybe he needed it, but exactly. he got caught. 
So uh, Tristan Thompson's gone. Maybe he'll go back and do some more broadcasting while he's suspended. Who knows? And lastly, of the news, something that literally just happened maybe an hour ago, the Milwaukee Bucks have dismissed head coach Adrian Griffin after recently hiring him during the offseason. The Bucks are 30-13, and 13, second in the Eastern Conference. A bit of a surprising surprising news today. What, what do you all think about that? It came from out of nowhere. I guess it's just because they want to have a better defense, but I, I don't I don't know, just the way they reported it, like dismissed. Yeah. I something I think happened like internally maybe. Nah, I, it could be another Ime Yudoka situation. You know, as we know, uh, last season there was that whole Ime thing where he had relations with a employee, I think it was. Yeah. Within the Boston Celtics, he gets let go. So this could be another one of those situations. Uh, the terms could be different. I don't know. But some other news that Adrian Wojnarowski posted about that is the Bucks are expected to make assistant Joe Prunty the interim head coach uh, for the time being. And more importantly, the Bucks are planning to quickly pursue a small pool of accomplished and available veteran head coaches. That's probably why yeah. they got rid of Adrian Griffin. They wanted experience. With Doc Rivers near the top of the list, what do you guys think about Doc Rivers? Well, it would be uh, a really weird pivot to go from, like, them taking a gamble on a guy that's had zero head coaching experience yeah. and then immediately just say, yeah, we need a experienced coach. But I do expect them to have their coach by um, by the All-Star break, probably. Mm-hmm. And Nick called it. He said Doc Rivers, and sure enough, Woj tweeted out. They have a small list, and Doc Rivers is the headline of that list. Yeah. Nick, what do you think? Do you think this will benefit them in the long run? No. They have terrible defense. They're just not – they're not anything. They need to yeah. make moves. That's what they need to do. I mean, you trade – I think the Drew Holiday trade was a horrible move for them. Yeah, looking back at I it. Because, mean, I mean, yeah, Dame is great at scoring, but he provides zero defense, not good playmaking. It just it didn't really work out. So Yeah, pretty weird. Maybe they'll blow another 3-1 lead with Doc Rivers when they get to the playoffs. Who knows? But that's all we have for the news this week. Uh, a whole lot going on around the NBA. So uh, it's good to, you know, see the NBA is nice and active. So let's dive into our main segment. Last week we had our uh, each of our top ten players at every position. We ran the point guards and the shooting guards. A uh, good amount of controversy from that episode. Hopefully that carries on to today with our small forward and power forward lists. Let's get it started, Nick, with our small forwards. Do you have any honorable mentions that we could just dive into <clears> number ten? Okay, um, I didn't really have any honorable mentions, to okay. be honest with you. Um, I just couldn't really think of any. I, I felt like it was a pretty down-and-right list or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to just think of a name, I'll just say... Um, I can't think of a name. All right, <laughs> number 10, number 10, Paul George. Um, wow. What? Wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's not, it's Ooh. not deep. It's not We're really starting deep. it hot. You know, Paul George, he's one of the most accomplished players in the last 10 years, despite not having an MVP. He's averaged 30 once. He's averaged, it was close to 30. He's been the best two-way player in the NBA for years. Um, unless, I mean, Kawhi's right up there with him, but he's not as consistent with staying healthy. Paul George has also led teams to the conference finals multiple times. With not without having an all-star or a great supporting cast, and he just you know he's changed the game. He's one of the most uh, flo- what's it called players of all time. Smooth, smooth players of all time. <laughs> yeah, smooth. Um, yeah, I mean it's not a terrible take. I think he's one of the better small forwards of all time. I think if he gets a uh, ring, it yeah. can propel him up. But I, know, I think if he gets a ring this year, he could be in that top ten for me. I have him as an honorable mention, but I don't have him as an honorable mention. Oh. But there's a I will guy s- I forgot about. I will say, like, 10. Think about that. Who is it? George Gervin. Is he He's a shooting guard. guard. We, we have him in shooting gardens. I had him in shooting guards last guard. week. Yeah. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Um, 10 through my two honorable mentions was, like, really, really tough for me. But my honorable mentions, I have Paul Pierce and James Worthy. James Worthy, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I can't believe yeah. I. Yeah. But I have Paul Pierce and James Worthy as honorable mentions. I guess you could throw Paul George in there, too. Um, mm-hmm. He's obviously really good, second in MVP voting a while back. Uh, but at number 10, I have human highlight reel. I have Dominique Wilkins. Um, yeah, I mean, he's very good, kind of rolled over in those 80s and 90s era, like the early Jordan days. Um, didn't really win much, but that was more just because of the franchise that he was at. But he had the longevity. I want to say he made 10 All-Stars. Um, yeah, Dominique Wilkins at number 10. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with the Dominique take. Uh, 
my honorable mentions, I have James Worthy, Carmelo Anthony, and Paul George. Uh, when I looked at this and I saw Carmelo Anthony was going to be an honorable mention, I kind of like almost regretted it. But now looking at the names ahead of him, I don't. Carmelo's a big name, but outside of all the scoring titles he has, his resume isn't all crazy impressive. So uh, he's going to be my honorable mentions. My number 10 is the Miami Greyhound from Elizabeth, New Jersey, Rick Barry. Uh, one of the all-time greats. Uh, early, early legend with the Golden State Warriors. He's a 12-time All-Star, Hall of Famer, uh, scoring champion, steals champion, NBA champion, All-Star MVP, Finals MVP, four-time All-NBA, or six-time All-NBA, four-times All-ABA, one of the all-time great ABA legends. So Rick Barry is going to be my number 10, and I think it's a, I think it's a fair spot for him. Okay. Uh, Paul Pierce will also be on one of my honorable mentions, but at number nine, I have Carmelo Anthony. Um, you know, he's just, he is one of the greatest scorers of all time, despite not having any playoff success, period. And just not really being able to lead a team, a super team at that, with, you know, AI, Kenyon Martin, all them, not being able to get them out of the first round. That's kind of embarrassing. But at the same time, he is a great scorer and without really abusing the free throw line. So, yeah, he can get it done. Uh, number nine, I have Rick Barry. Um, absolute beast of a score. Uh, he averaged 34 times in his career, and in the late 60s, he even averaged 35 one year. Jeez. So uh, pretty insane stuff from Rick Barry. He's well-accomplished, 12-time All-Star. Um, I've got the granny shot at number nine. My number nine, as Caden already mentioned, I have Dominique Wilkins. Uh, when you look at accolades, I think Rick Barry stacked stacked up against Dominique Wilkins. I think Barry takes it. But from an eye test, I'm going to give it to Dominique. He's one of the flashiest players of all time, one of the greatest dunkers ever, a nighttime all-star, a scoring champion where he scored 30 points a game, seven times All-NBA, and a part of the 75th anniversary team. When you look at his career numbers, it is consistency like at its finest. He, his rookie year averaged 17 a game. Uh, his last year is 17, 18 a game, and all throughout the middle, you're, you're looking at 27, 30, 29, 30. He's as good as it gets when it comes to a scoring standpoint, especially in a time where he's going against guys like Michael Jordan, all the beasts of the 1980s with hard defense. I think Dominique Wilkins definitely deserves that number nine spot, so uh, I'm, I'll have him there. Okay. <clears throat> number eight, I have Dominique Wilkins. Yeah. I feel like you uh, did a pretty good job of explaining. So. Yeah. Uh, number eight, this this one might cause some controversy. Um, I may have him lower than y'all. I have Elgin Baylor at number eight. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I, Elgin Baylor is one of the best rebounders of all time. Um, but I just think him playing in the 50s and early 60s kind of holds me back on him a little bit. He did have that one season where he averaged 38. But like I said, early, early 60s, uh, the co competition isn't as stout definitely in those time periods. And the the no rings is kind of crazy as well. Um, I know he's going against some of the best team or most dominant teams of all times. I'd say uh, with the Celtics through that era, but he was just never able to find a ring. That being said, though, it, this isn't a knock on Elgin Baylor as much as it is just the small four positions insanely deep. Yeah, I have to agree. I have kind of the same thinking with my next guy, uh, and it's John Havlicek. Who, yeah, I think it could be a little low for an eight-time NBA champion, a 13-time All-Star, 11 times All-NBA. But again, when you look at the time period and the amount of teams, um, and just the guys I have ahead of him, I think it's definitely fair. A lot of the stats back when he played weren't even tracked, stats like steals, blocks, rebounds, and all of that. So uh, again, he's extremely impressive, but when you look at his stats, it's not eye-popping. He does have a couple of great years, 28 a game, 27 a game. Uh, all that good stuff, but I mean, only a few years averaging over 20 a game. But he is an eight-time champ, so you can't take that away from him for those dominant Boston Celtics teams. So, uh, time period kind of sucks for John Havlicek, but he's definitely an all-time great nonetheless. <clears throat> All right, number seven, I have James Worthy. Um, might be a little high, but he's a Finals MVP, four-time champ. Really versat versatile. He could play the three and the four. Um, he played the three uh, the four a lot in the early days when Michael Cooper and Byron Scott were part of the starting lineup. But he was still the second best player on the team for the most part after Kareem left and whenever Magic took a took a break. So yeah, James Worthy seven. Uh, my number seven, I have Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Kawhi has been a pivotal piece in two of probably some of the most entertaining final series of all time. He won finals MVPs in both of those series. 
That being said, though, the accolades outside of that, he, he's a, only a five-time All-Star as of right now. I know he's he's got a plenty of more All-Stars that he'll make in his career. Um, but also, he he's he hasn't played 60 games since 2018-19 when he was on Toronto. He should probably play 60 games this year. Um, so that'll help him in that area. But he is just a good winner. He's just a great winner, um, an all-time great defender. I have Kawhi Leonard at number seven. That's, yeah. Uh, at my number seven, I have Elgin Baylor. Uh, like you said earlier, I'm kind of like, I had a list down, but I'm kind of moving it around as I'm hearing things and all that good stuff. So I'm going to have Baylor. I had him one spot higher, but I moved him down one. Um, just because he didn't win a ring during a time where there was not very many teams, and the Boston Celtics, yeah, they were kind of dominating. And what sucks is he retired one year before the Lakers ended up winning that ring with uh, Will Chamberlain and Jerry West. So super unfortunate for him. But the resume speaks for itself. 11-time All-Star, 10-time All-NBA, All-Star MVP, Hall of Famer. And his statistics are insane. You look at 1961-62, to 62, he averaged 38 points a game, 18 total rebounds a game, four assists. And that, that's just absurd when you look at it. And that MVP race was so tight, he didn't even win it because Bill, Bill Russell won that MVP, even though Wilt Chamberlain was averaging 50 a game. So um, Elgin Baylor, yeah, he was phenomenal, but couldn't get that ring. If he did get that ring and just waited on retiring one year, I think I'd probably have him one spot higher. But for now, I'll have him <coughs> at seven. All right. This is really controversial, but number six, I have Scottie Pippen. Ooh. Uh, you know, I'm a, and I'm a big, like, Scottie Pippen. Yeah, you I was going to say, you're so, a big Scottie guy. You know, there's just two guys ahead of them that are first options, who are proven winners, who have taken plenty of their teams, you know, far. Pippen, he, you know, whenever Jordan retired for the two years, he still kept them between the top three seeds in the Eastern Conference while averaging around 28 points per game. Several time All-Star, I don't know the exact number, but I do know that he is basically modern-day Kawhi Leonard or, or Paul George. Um, you know, just great 3 and D. He could shoot the three um, at a really high level, especially being beside Jordan and having, like, Steve Kerr and those guys. He still um, showed out as a three-point shooter. Um, so, yeah, he's number six for me. Uh, my number six, Jamie mentioned him earlier. I have Hondo, uh, John Havlicek, all-time leading scorer in Celtics history. Also had 13 All-Stars, which came in the last 13 years of his career. Um, he is just a great scorer, great player back in the day. He was an 11-time All-NBA, 8-time All-Defensive as well. I think that's a thing a lot of people sleep on. He was a great defender. And then, of course, uh, having eight rings kind of helps your case a little bit. Too. Just a little Definitely bit. Definitely yeah. does, yeah. All right, moving on to my six. He was lower, but I moved him up. It is the board man who just got paid, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, one of the all-time greats of our generation especially. He's a five-time All-Star, uh, steals champ, five-time All-NBA, two-time NBA champion. He's got the – he has the accolades. Seven-time All-Defensive player, two-time Finals MVP with the Spurs and the Raptors. And who knows, he might go right back to the Finals this year with the way the Clippers are looking. Uh, it is definitely not out of the picture, but Kawhi has been phenomenal his entire career. Did miss a lot of time due to injury, uh, so that is kind of unfortunate. But, I mean, he's just been incredible, especially in Toronto. He was phenomenal, 26 points a game. Uh, the next year on the Clippers, 27 points a game. Right now he's still at 23 points a game, sharing the floor with four of the greatest of all time. So uh, Kawhi, he definitely deserves his number six spot. And if he gets that ring this year, who knows? He might go up to number five for me. Okay. <clears throat> uh, all right. <clears throat> Just for now, I'll, I'll say Kawhi is five. I do have him at four on my list, but I'll move him back to five because uh, I'm pretty confident in something good happening for the for him this season. <laughs> um, so I will say Kawhi Leonard is five. Um, you know, I feel like he is one of the most underrated players of all time. Just because, you know, he was able to bring a no player in NBA history. <laughs> Probably, I mean, you can probably go back and check. As far as I know, has been able to go to a team for one season and win a title that year. And while going on the, in my opinion, the greatest playoff run of the 2010s. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, probably. Is that or Dirk? Like 2016, Bron, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but not nobody's had a carry job like Kawhi. Like oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. 100%. I agree. Yeah. The only one. 
Yeah, really, I would say Kawhi is probably the best one I've seen, and second maybe Jokic last year. Yeah, like it was pretty close. Yep. So that's why he's five for me. So. Yeah, that's fair. Um, completely, and I agree with what you said. It his resume is only going to get built up um, with what they have in Los Angeles. Uh, at number five for me, I have Scottie Pippen though, uh, Jordan's right hand man. Um, absolute beast one of the best defenders of all time especially out on the perimeter a really versatile defender uh, six-time NBA champ and it's not because of Jordan he helped Jordan get those six champs Jordan doesn't win those without Scotty I think everybody can agree with that um, he led the NBA in steals one year 10-time all-defensive team um, you can go on and on about his defensive game and uh, he's just a guy that knew his role as well. Um, he fit into the number two guy behind Michael perfectly, and not a lot of players can say that. Definitely true. That's why I have Scottie Pippen in the exact same spot. Caden kind of hit the nail on the head, the seven-time All-Star Hall of Famer, seven-time All-NBA, six-time NBA champion, ten-time All-Defensive team, and a former All-Star MVP, so you might as well throw that in there too. He was Jordan's right-hand man, and when Jordan left, he still went out and had phenomenal seasons. Um one of the greatest defenders ever not the most eye-popping scorer ever his highest scoring total for his career was 22 points a game in 1993 um but when you look at the steals he averaged 2.9 in a season which led the nba um to he only averaged less than one steal once in his career and it was his final year in chicago so Big shout-out, Scotty Pippen. He's my number five and definitely one of the greatest of all time. But Kawhi Leonard is on his tail, in my opinion. Okay. Number four, I have Kevin Durant. Um, you know, the guy ahead of him has more points, more rings, so let's not get confused with that. Um, Kevin Durant, you know, he's top three scorer of all time, but uh, never has been able to prove himself on a team by himself or been able to prove himself as being able to win a championship by himself. Um, as somebody that watched him for the first 10 years of his career, I can confidently say that he cannot get it done by himself. Um, you know, he's always had super teams. There's not been a year of his career besides his rookie year where he has not had another all-star on the team. Um, you know, he, but he is one of the greatest scorers of all time, and he is a very underrated defender, and I do think that he's a top 15 player of all time, but not number three all time as a small four. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I could not disagree with you more there, probably. I have Dr. J at four. I think there is a gap, too. I, I think there's a big gap between the rest of the list and the top three. Uh, I do, too. Um, I, I mean, no, no offense to Dr. J. He's a four-time MVP. He's 16-time All-Star. He's got the accolades. It's just straight, strict. And this is all biased, too, by the way, because this is just straight eye test for me personally. You know, when I watch... Uh, Kevin Durant, it's a little bit different than me watching Julia Serving because all I can see from Julia Serving is highlights mm -hmm. in almost black and white. So, but um, as for Dr. J, probably the greatest ABA player of all time, him or Rick Barry. Um, and then, I mean, dominated in the NBA as well. Uh, he made an all-star. He made an all-star team every season that he played basketball, whether that was the NBA or ABA. That's pretty impressive. Um, he was an absolute beast scoring. And he did get himself a ring, right? Three yeah, he did. Three. Three, two were in the ABA. But, yeah, he did get himself a ring in NBA play as well. Him and Moses. Uh, that was a good team. I also have Dr. J at four. 16-time uh, All-Star, five-time All-ABA, uh, four-time MVP, seven-times All-NBA. Again, the resume speaks for itself, but I think KD is just just – better uh, <laughs> he's just, he's he's just, just better. better he's because you, you have to look at the, you have to take time periods into account the competition was not as stout with dr j's eras it wasn't kd's and kevin durant completely revolutionized the game became quite possibly one of, debatably one of the greatest scorers of all time as a seven footer he completely invented the reinvented the way of basketball being a seven footer and doing things that he does uh, as a three-point shooter a slasher a mid-range shooter KD does it all, and yes, Julius Irving was a monster, uh, especially when you look at the stats. Second year in the league, averaged 32 a game, uh, and 27 right after that, but I think KD was just on another level. Seven-footer doing everything that he does, winning scoring titles, championships, and I mean, yes, he was on a super team for those championships, but he was the finals MVP. He did. He, he was the player on that team that won them those games. He was in the clutch. We all know about that dagger three that happened against the Cavs, uh, 
against so. one all-star? Against a team of one all-star? It we're we're making a big finals. deal out of that? I mean, <laughs> if you make I mean, the finals, you're a great team nonetheless. I don't care how many all-stars you have. Right. Yeah, but KD still hit a dagger. He still won the finals MVP. Can't take two, that away from him. Two, two against two finals, team finals of one all-stars. Doesn't matter who he faced. I don't care if you're facing a team of fourth graders. If you made the finals, you made the finals, and you're a good team. He was that. the best player on a championship team. Steph is miles Twice. better than him. Always yeah. has been, always will be. Maybe all time I would take Steph Curry over yeah, Kevin Durant. For sure. But when you look at them together in the Steph. finals MVPs, Kevin Durant won those awards. Uh, and you can't take that away from him. So. I, I can. I do. You can go ahead and make your uh, your Julius Irving argument. Uh, the guy with more rings, more points, more MVPs, um, more all-star appearances, more all-NBA appearances. Yeah, I'll take Julius Irving all day. So that's that's three. I don't know about all day. I will all day. All day, every day. Two-time champ, four-time scoring I mean, champ. I've watched Kevin Durant for Haterade. 10, for I know, 10 years. Drank some Haterade. I watched Kevin Durant for 10 years. 10-time All-NBA. Uh, for 10 years. I watched Kevin time. Durant on my favorite team for 10 years. Extensively. Every game. What, what, what's your opinion on his 2013 MVP? Great. What, do you, what about it? I'm just saying. Well, I, my favorite player was on that team. Russ? Yeah. Mm. So what about it? He didn't play. Russell Westbrook didn't play that season. Katie still won that MVP. Good. I'm not taking it away from him, but we're 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 taking a, a three-time MVP against one yeah, one two MVP. Two of them were in the ABA. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Who was in the ABA? Rick I Barry. Mean, I mean, y'all were talking about Rick Barry and all that. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, but like that was it. Like, it was, I mean, Katie won this MVP against George like Gervin. There's a reason why Rick Barry, George Gervin, and Dr. J when they were in the ABA averaged 35. Yeah. I mean, but they were, people were doing that in the NBA too. But I mean, Katie, you have to look at his longevity too. He's been doing it for so long. Never a year under 20 yeah, a game. Yeah, Katie's averaged He's a great 20 score. every He's single. He's, He's the best score of all time. No, I mean, Jordan, how old is he right has, now? Jordan average, has 30 points per game as his career average. Katie doesn't even have close to that. Let's but not Katie's 35 averaging 30 a game right now. Good for him. Jordan was doing the same thing. Jordan was doing the same thing. Again, Jordan, I'm not going to get Jordan's better. Jordan's Jordan's a way better score, but we're not going to say he's a better score than Michael Jordan. Okay, but I'm saying right now, you put Kevin Durant one-on-one against any player in NBA history. I'm taking KD. Um, I'm not. Who are you taking? In my opinion. I mean, you think he's going down? You think he, the Giannis is going to just let him take him all the way down the court? He's the best, he's the best ball ball big man of all time. Definitely. Okay, that's fine. But I don't think that he's beating any player all time one-on-one. Kawhi's got him plenty of times. What? I don't I mean, know. That's defen- kind of Defensively, he's going to get shut down. He, <sighs> defensively, no, he's going to get that. shut he down. He doesn't get shut down. He's never been shut down before. He's six foot away. He was 18 in the league not getting shut down. That's fine. Or but, 19. I mean, he was getting shut down last in the uh, playoffs last year. So, in the first round. Uh, By that's somebody crazy. that's 6'3", who consistently. He consistently, blocked him like three times. He, he got him in game one. Yeah, he got him in game one. Consistently was. Go, was guarding him on an elite level consistently. Derek, Derek, whatever, Devin Booker was the best player in that series. I love Devin Booker. Yeah. Devin Booker's awesome. But this is about KD, and KD's better than Julius Irving. So let's no, move on not. to number two and one, which is probably the same order for all of us, unless one of us has Harrison Barnes over LeBron. But uh, two, I'm pretty sure we all got Larry Bird. Uh, yeah. I'm sure Caden wants to talk about Larry as a Celtics fan here. So, uh, what, what you got to say for Larry? Yeah, even counting Bill Russell, Larry Bird's the greatest Celtic of all time, um, in my humble opinion. He is. Um, and I will say Larry Bird's better than Kevin Durant, too. Um, and that's a very popular belief that a lot of people have. I actually kind of expected you to have KD over Bird. Um, I, I didn't really ever consider it, but I mean, if KD, uh, there's some things he can do to take that spot from Larry. I mean, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. KD, KD also has plenty of time. I mean, he's yeah. 35, averaging 29. And, yeah, 29.6. He's almost the first 30. 25 or so games of the year, he looked like the MVP. Yeah. Um, and he still could be considered for it if Phoenix is able to turn around and start winning some serious games. Yeah. I mean, just last night he had 45, and they yeah. came back down 20. Um, yeah, I, not for anything about KD, though. Larry Bird, <laughs> um, absolute beast, changed the game, um, was kind of one of the first wings to just do everything. He was one of the first point forwards, really, in NBA history. He can run an offense. Um, he was the best defender on the court when he played, and he was the best scorer on the court when he played, uh, the best trash talker in NBA history. Uh, uh, Larry, far, Bird, Larry yeah. Bird had it all. Um, just an abs- and, and what's crazy is that you can, 
everybody wants to talk about Larry Bird playing back in the day. You can look at the way that Larry Bird scored. <laughs> it would go back and watch how he played the game. His his game translates perfectly into to now. Today, yes. With the way he shot the ball at an elite level, he won a three-point contest for for goodness sake. Third, the 12-time All-Star. He got the championships 10 times All-NBA. A rookie of the year. Uh, three-time All-Defensive. He legitimately did it all. Don't forget the three MVPs. So Larry Bird, if you want to talk about a player that would translate into today's game, I think he's the epitome of that. Uh, he would, he could dunk the ball on anybody. He could find anybody in a passing lane, no matter you know if it was contested or not. Any shot that Larry Bird had any sort of space in, you could probably count on it going in. Uh, he did unfortunately have his career cut a little bit short due to those back injuries that he had, but nonetheless, Larry Bird has a incredible resume uh, for all of that time in the NBA. So. Got to give the Hall of Famers props. So uh, that leaves one guy. Yeah, LeBron. I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. Not, none of us here are the, the biggest LeBron fans, Whatever. but uh, I guess we kind of have to talk about him. Uh, he's, so He's one of the best basketball players of all time. Yeah, he's, he's uh, one of the best. Yeah, one of the best. Sure. He's not the best. Let's get that straight. He's like four or five. But yeah, This is where <laughs> I drank my haterade. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm drinking my Haterade hard right now, but I guess we'll talk about him. I'm looking, I'm looking at his basketball reference, and he has like 45 nicknames. I'm not going to read them because the Akron Hammer, who has ever called him that? Uh, La China. Yeah, La China. <laughs> La China, Benjamin Buckets. Like, who has ever called Yeah, I've never. The Little Emperor. <laughs> the like, Little Emperor. Come He's on. He's like 6'9". <laughs> what is this? But still, 19-time All-Star. Um <laughs> He's 2007 scoring champ, four-time NBA champ, 19 times All-NBA, four-time MVP, uh, four-time Finals MVP. LeBron bubble has a uh, yeah, he has that bubble guppy ring in 2020, but yeah, not four rings. Yes, we'll give him three and a half, but still, <laughs> debatably the greatest of all time. Not in my opinion, but he's definitely there, uh, and his stats speak for themselves. He's definitely the number one by a decent, decent gap. Okay, Nick, hold on. Do you think LeBron's a better scorer all time than, than Kevin Durant? Mm-mm. No, he's okay. not. Okay. Thank God you. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's a good argument, though. I feel like it's close. I mean, because LeBron is definitely a top only five average, like, point of all time. Two less points than him all time, like as far as uh, yeah. career stats. But he's a way better playmaker, defender, everything else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll give it that. Yep. All right. So with the small fours out of the way, now we can dive into our power forwards, which could get a little more controversial. I, th- I can see that top of the list getting. Uh, you know, a little a little talkative. So let's dive into it, Nick. With uh, any honorable mentions you have? Yeah, I have two. Yeah. I, I really don't want to have. I really think this one guy shouldn't be here. But I mean, he has a ring, so I guess it kind of puts him here. I have Anthony Davis as one of the uh, what whatever it's called. Uh, honorable mentions. Yeah. 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 And then I have Chris Webber as the other one. Shout out C Web. It's fair. Sacramento King legend. Oh oh, number ten. Uh, oh, I'm still thinking about that Kevin Durant thing. Uh, <laughs> number ten, I have Chris Bosh. Uh, you know, he oh, helped wow. the career-saving rebound. They're more important than the three of Ray Allen, I think. Yeah, um, just as important. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, sure. they both save LeBron's um, legacy. But, you know, two-time NBA champ. If, if Chris Bosh did not say that he wanted to take the back seat, the Heat do not ever win a championship, in my opinion. And um, if he wouldn't have ever got the heart condition, he'd probably still be playing probably i mean still i mean he was on he's only like maybe like last year the year before that he would have yeah, retired he would have like probably, just recently yeah, retired like, I, mean, yeah. I think he would have retired Great, around the same time as Wade. one of the best three-point shooting probably. big men ever and yeah. he was playing in the 2000s so mm-hmm. um yeah that's pretty pretty well said i think a lot can be said i was talking about it with pippen earlier a lot can be said about players that are willing to you know, take a lesser role to win games. Um, people, players shouldn't be cut down for that. Uh, but I do have him as an honorable mention alongside Powell and Dennis Rodman. Um, and my number ten, I do. I went ahead and put Anthony Davis. Um, I think he's one of the best rim protectors of all time. And not even being seven foot, mm-hmm. um, that's a very impressive feat. He absolutely dominated on the scoring end when he was in New Orleans, and now that he's uh, gone to Los Angeles, he's kind of. He's he goes back and forth with being the number one option because you you can call him a number two behind LeBron, but oftentimes he he steps up his scoring game when he needs to. I know last year against the Nuggets he had a pretty solid series, even though he wasn't able to stop Jokic. No one could. Yeah. Um, he was able to get his own. I I know in one of those games last series he he had 45 or something close to it. So AD's still performing at a really high level. He's only going to build his resume up from here. Hopefully for him. 
Um, I went ahead and put him at 10. Yeah, uh, my honorable mentions, I have Draymond Green just because I think – I like that a lot. Yeah. I try pay, I don't, I, yeah. He yeah, might be t- – I actually – he might be 10 for yeah, me. Yeah, I got yeah. Draymond Green in my honorable yeah. mentions. People want to clown on him all they want, but he is one of the most – Best defenders of Greatest defenders of all time, one of the greatest team leaders of all time. The Warriors aren't a dynasty without Draymond Green, and people got to accept that. So he's going to be my honorable mention alongside Chris Webber, Chris Bosh, and Pau Gasol. Um, so at number 10 – Whoa, you're looking at me crazy. Uh, no, I was look, I'm looking at you crazy. I, I, don't, I don't like the dynasty take. Oh, about oh Draymond? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I still think, think, I think I Draymond. Think hell, I, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll say the maybe they, they win like one less title. I think but like don't, Steph, don't Steph, Steph, Katie, and Claire. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They yeah, would win like, two. Yeah, but, but what I about those first rounds? They don't win the. They don't win. They don't beat Boston. I think it's fair to say they don't win the first one. That's yeah. it, though. I think, think they beat, I think they beat Boston. I think they were like significantly better than us. I guess Wiggins. He was exactly. elite on, on defense. Yeah. Elite. So uh, I think still, Draymond Green is one of the biggest contributors of all time, give or take. But number 10, as much as I hate him, it's Anthony Data Davis. Uh, I do have the unibrow here. Uh, just because... Anthony Data Davis. Yeah. Uh, he's hurt all the time, but he does have the... He has, he's an eight-time All-Star, four-time uh, All-NBA, and he has one half. He has a half a ring, three-time block champ. He has a half a ring. He has a half of a ring, four-time All-Defensive, and he's on the NBA 75th anniversary team. Um, I don't know that's if that's... a shocker. Yeah, I don't know if that's should deserved. Be. I think Tracy McGrady should have been up there instead of him, but Dwight still... Howard. Yeah, definitely Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard. too. I, I would... Like, All day. Yeah. yeah. It's not even remotely close. Yeah, Dwight Howard definitely should have been there over him. But Anthony Davis, nonetheless, when you look at his career stats, outside of his rookie year, it has been just consistency. Uh, yep. Yes, there's a lot of missed miss time. He has never played a full season in his career. The most games he's played is 75 wow. uh, twice. That's pretty sad. That's insane. Yeah, and that was 2017. Since 2017, the most games he's played was in 2022 with 56. So he misses a lot of time. But yeah, even he does in miss that a lot time, of time. Yeah, he yeah. does. It's really annoying. Yeah, but even in that time when he does yeah. play, his stats are incredible. One of the greatest rim protectors of all time, like Caden said. He averaged 2.9 blocks uh, for the Pelicans in 2014. Even now, he's averaging 2.4. He might... Uh, will he win the block championship? No. I don't know because you have Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Or Jaren. Yeah, Jaren. Chet Holmgren's been incredible. Yeah, that's Victor Webanyama's yeah. been incredible. Uh, a lot of great shot blockers in today's game. But nonetheless, Anthony Davis has been incredible. Did yeah, recently have the worst. All those guys have half a foot on AD, too. That's yeah, that is that true. Uh, Jaren's probably about well, the same Well, yeah, height. yeah. Yeah, I, yeah they're but, under the same height. If you get into, like, Wimby and Chet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but AD's a way better scorer than Jaren yeah. than any of them. It's And, like, going off of that, something that a lot of people forget is like AD did not come into the league being like that elite scorer. No, no, um, he was averaging from 13 levels. a game. It, it it was he had to adapt to the game and he adapted better than like almost any big, maybe any big that I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, like, his second year jump was incredible. 13 a game to 20 a game. I when, just mean more so like from where he was able to score. He's yeah. a, he's a legitimate threat beyond the three-point line now and in college he wasn't even allowed to step foot out of the paint. Yeah, so, I mean, his rookie year, he shot 0% from three. Zero his rookie year. Exactly. And then... He probably if, didn't even shoot one. Yeah, and then that, compared to 2015, just four years later, he averaged, uh, he shot 32% from three. Now he's at 31, so he has been way, way better shooter. He's a much more dynamic player now, so uh, not the biggest AD guy. I'm a Kings fan, so I hate the Lakers, but you got to give him his flowers, so that's my number 10. All right. <clears throat> number nine, I have Pau Gasol, two-time champ. Uh... And a lot of people just forget that he was one of the best players of the 2000 through the 2010s. <clears throat> he didn't miss the playoffs a lot. He was on the Spurs, the Bulls, and all those teams that he went to, they were good. He went to the Bucks a couple years after that. They went to the conference finals. So uh, he also played in Portland the year that they got to the conference finals. So, you know, he's every team he goes to somehow finds success. So Yeah, great leader. leader. Yeah. yeah, I had a hard time leaving him out. Yeah. Um, but for me, at number nine, I, had, I have Kevin McHale. Uh, Celtic legend, one of one of the best, maybe the best six man of all time. Um, in his short time coming off the bench, he won a couple of six man of the years, but he also averaged 26 one year in the yeah. 80s. Um, was a really consistent scorer through the late 80s as well. Uh, doesn't have a ton of all stars, only seven, but he is a, a three time NBA champ and a six time All Defense as well. 
Yeah, this ninth spot, I also have Herman Munster, a.k.a. Uh, that's his nickname, I don't know, Kevin Eddie McHale. Munster? Yeah, Eddie Munster, he likes tables or something. Um, but the seven-time All-Star Hall of Famer, three-time three NBA champ, two-time six-man of the year, six times all-defensive. So, uh, again, Kevin McHale, when you look at Celtics history, it is so stacked. Um, but McHale, even through all of that, has been phenomenal, and his resume stacks up against anybody, so uh, he'll be my number nine. <clears throat> number eight, I have Dennis Rodman. Um, I'm thinking correctly, he has five rings. Um, he also has a depoy. He's like a six-time All-Star, um, or maybe a little less. But I do know that he is one of the greatest defenders and the best rebounder of all time. Um, he played center a little bit for the for the Bulls, but for the most part, he was known for being a forward. Uh, he played a little bit of small forward for the Pistons back when they won their two titles. Um, he's just a big reason as to why. The uh, Jordan and the Bulls were able to win three more because I feel like without him, they probably don't win those just because you go from Horace Grant, then you go to um, Dennis Rodman, and those Dennis Rodman teams arguably were slightly better just because they had a little bit more intensity, I guess, just because Horace Grant's like a passive guy, even though he went on to win another ring after he left the Bulls. Um, but, yeah, Dennis Rodman is <clears throat> at number eight for me. Uh, my number eight going with an old head here I got Elvin Hayes um, he's a 12-time all-star he was one a scoring champ as well uh, a couple uh, rebounding champ and he does have a rink on his hand he's maybe one of the best rookies of all time or maybe he is like the best rookie of all time he averaged 28 uh, as soon as he came into the league and and with 17 rebounds a game that year um, he averaged 18 rebounds a game one year um, and 16.9 another year so I mean, just a beast of a career for Elvin Hayes. He got the Washington their only ring they have, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. yep. The only, speaking of that, the only, that was the only season in their franchise history where they got more than 50 wins. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can blame John Wall for that. Yeah, you're right. I yeah, can, it's too. It's all John Wall's yep. fault. Uh, I also have Elvin Hayes at my eighth spot. I think Caden's just copying my list and it's hurting my feelings. But nonetheless, Elvin Hayes has been absolutely dominant. His, he started his career with averaging 12 straight double-double seasons. Um, like Caden said, he might be the greatest rookie of all time. 28 points a game, 17 rebounds. Um it's incredible what he did. Washington's only championship alongside guys like Wes Unseld. Um, Earl Monroe. Yeah, Earl the Pearl Monroe. <clears throat> Two-time rebounding champ, six times All-NBA, 12-time All-Star. He has a scoring title, which came in his rookie year, uh, and he's on that 75th anniversary team. So Elvin Hayes does not get the recognition he deserves in NBA history because just looking at his basketball reference page, you would think he is a top-ten player of all time. But he's not, so he's my number eight. Number seven, I have Kevin McHale. Um, you know, I don't know too much to say about him, but, um, you know, he was a really good second option, couple-time All-Star, really good defensive player. He was willing to come off of the bench. Um, I don't really necessarily consider him the second-best player that was on those Celtics teams. I'd have to give it to Robert Parrish, but I think that he's right there behind him. So, Fair take, fair take. Um, at number seven, I have probably the shortest guy on this list, uh, Charles Barkley. Mm. Um, yeah, Charles Barkley career averaged a double-double. He's an 11-time All-Star, making an All-NBA team in all 11 of those seasons as well. Um, he does have an MVP, too. One of the best players of all time to not have a rink. With that middle section of his career, he was an absolute stud. Um, carried the Suns and the Sixers for a little bit. Did he make a finals? I think he made yeah, he one did. finals. Yeah, right? he did, but they lost. Against Jordan. Yeah, 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 yeah. 93, I think. It was yeah. one of the earlier ones. That's what I was thinking. But, yeah, Alabama native Charles Barkley, I've got him at number seven. I hate Auburn. Uh, all right, my number seven, I have Bob Pettit, a very, very old head. His real name is Robert E. Lee Pettit Jr., which is crazy that there's a Robert E. Lee Pettit Sr. Uh, but, nonetheless, he is one of the greatest – early players of all time he was the first ever nba mvp did it for the atlanta hawks uh, and he has two of them uh two mvps he's a two-time scoring champ 11-time all-star uh and one nba championship four-time all-star mvp too and 11 times all nba so a great great resume he had a pretty short career but he is one of the all-time great scorers his rookie year average 20 Goes to 25, 24, 24, 30, 26, 27, 31, 28, 27, 22 to end his career. So complete consistency from the beginning all the way to the end from Bob Pettit. Again, first ever NBA MVP. So I got to give him his flowers for that. Uh, 
he was a great shooter for his time too so uh, his game definitely would have translated to a later time period <clears throat> all right number six i have charles barkley as well um he is an MVP, like we already said. Also, one trip to the NBA Finals. He was on a couple of really good teams, specifically in Houston. Um, near the end of his career, him, Pippen, and Hakeem Olajuwon all teamed up um, for, I think, one to two years. I don't really specifically remember, but they did not end up doing anything. I think that was the year that uh, Tim Duncan and David Robinson won the, the championship. But, uh, yeah, Charles Barkley is number six on my list. Uh, my number six, Jamie just talked about him, uh, so I'll be brief. Uh, Bob Pettit, he was an oh. all-star every year he played, has a couple MVPs, and averaged 31 in a season. Yeah, I mean, Bob Pettit speaks, speaks for himself. Uh, played way, way back in the day, but has the accolades to keep him up there with the all-time greats, especially at the power mm. forward position. NBA 2K, my team legend, Bob Pettit. Uh, next up, I have Charles Barkley, and I said earlier that LeBron had a ton of nicknames on his uh, basketball reference page, but I'm looking at Charles Barkley, and I think there's like 20 of them here, and they're all just completely disrespectful. Uh, the wide, yeah, wide load from Leeds, because he's yeah, from I've Leeds, Alabama. Love boat, Food World, ton of fun, good time blimp. Food World is awesome. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Like bread truck, leaning tower of pizza. Like, it's completely the prince of pizza. They're just disrespecting Chuck. Uh, but nonetheless, <laughs> uh, get away from the food thing. Charles Barkley is a dog, Hall of Famer, 11-time All-Star, 11-time All-NBA. One finals appearance did come against Jordan. So, uh, yeah, you can just count that out. And a one-time MVP. Yeah, he's only six foot six, but man, did he dominate at that power forward position? One of the greatest rebounders of all time, if not debatably the greatest. Uh, only once in his career, he averaged less than ten a game, ten rebounds, uh, and that was his rookie year with eight point six. So even all the way down in Houston in 1999, when he was an old man, he still got ten point five boards a game, fourteen points. So uh, he was an all time scorer, all time rebounder, uh, shot the ball extremely efficiently. Um, 64% from the field in a couple of years. So uh, the round mound of rebound, quite possibly the funniest basketball player of all time, is going to be a number six spot for me. <clears throat> number five, I have Carl Malone. Um, I mean, you could call him one of the greatest scorers of all time, but he did play like 25 years. So yeah, that's a ton of free throws. You know, yeah, he's just not really – he's kind of a little bit of a, a Mickey Mouse scorer to me. But um, Kind of like Shea Gilders Alexander. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly just like, like SGA. Um, he's not a great rebound. Uh, he's a great rebounder. He's not a great <laughs> defender. Uh, he was on a super team that did not win, kind of like the modern day. A lot of people compared that 0304 Lakers team to the Lakers of two years ago, which I kind of see. Uh, with Gary Payton, Malone, Shaq, Kobe. Just old. Yeah, so old. exactly. Yeah. 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 So they just weren't able to do anything. And just like him and John Stockton were not able to do anything. Made several finals with uh, Stockton, but they never could be Jordan. So. Yeah, I mean, it was such an old Lakers team. It reminds me of the 2020 Lakers, so I'm pretty sure if you put that Lakers team in the bubble, they might have won a ring. Which one? The 20 the two, West 2004 one. Oh, yeah. yeah, if you put that 2004 one in the bubble, they may, maybe they won a ring because that's – what about that's the, the 20, only way they went around. What about the 2013 uh, Lakers with Steve Nash? Oh, that Dwight team too, Howard, Dwight Howard. That didn't make the playoffs, that team. Yeah, that? that was sad. I, I, they're, they're a lost cause. Yeah. I, I still think that's a little low. Um, what, for Malone? Yeah. Uh, I mean, was that yeah, I have some reasons Yeah, I have some reasons yeah, for I mean, the, the two about the three ahead of him. That's yeah. valid. I definitely yeah. think it's plausible. I could definitely see that being the case, though. Yeah, I, I, think, I think honestly five through two – can probably be interchangeable. Yeah, like we probably so. all have the same guys right there. Potentially. Um, I have Giannis at number five, though. Uh, he, he's got room to work with, and I, I think that Giannis gets another ring at some point in his career. I hope not. I don't know if it'll be with the Bucks, but I, I think he does get a, uh, another ring. Hope he's a two-time MVP, though, and he could win another one of those as well. Uh, seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, and people forget it. I mean, he's he's still relatively young, so he's, he's only 29 this year, and he's still averaging over 30 a game. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, plenty, plenty to do still for Giannis to catch some ground on the guys that I have in front of him. But I'm listening to arguments for him being even maybe the second greatest power forward of all time. Yeah, I mean, this that whole five through two spot is extremely interchangeable. I also have uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo at my five. He's a freak on the court and a freak elsewhere. Uh, Seven-time All-Star, seven times All-NBA, two-time uh, two MVP. Just one of the greatest of all time uh, for being drafted low, too. 
He really does it all on his position list. He's ranked as he's a power forward, small forward, point guard, and shooting guard. Uh, so, yeah, you do you, Giannis. But, I mean, he's only 29, and with all the accolades, there is definitely a lot of time for him to keep it going. And maybe, maybe, and a big maybe, take that one spot one day. But as of right now, he's, he's got a lot of catching up. He has to a lot of catching up to do. He's because, got five rings. Yeah, I mean, number one, I think it's solidified number one for a while, but I, I'm not saying. Giannis definitely has, has it in him. He, he's the most dominant player that we've seen since Shaquille O'Neal. So, uh, Giannis, he's my number five. All right, number four, I have Giannis. Um, you know, the reason I'll, I'll just talk about why I have him above Carl Malone because I think what you said was good. Uh, he has the ring, for one, yeah. um, and he did it in his 20s. He has never had a super team. Now, I wouldn't consider that a super team just because of how bad they are defensively and they've had pieces fall off, stuff, stuff like that. But regardless, ever since he came into the league, he was he's been really good. He was not supposed if the Bucks, if you would have told them that this would be what they look like ten years later when they drafted Jabari Parker, they probably would not have thought that because back then Jabari Parker was the first the first option. So, mm-hmm. and now Giannis took that over and he's won a ring, two MVPs, a Depoy, Most Improved Player. So, yeah, yeah, completely fair. Uh, this guy, y'all might think he's a little bit low. I have Dirk at number four. Ooh, yeah, I know no, that, that no, one hurts no. Nick a little bit. No, um, no, no, young man, no. Yeah, okay. I, I have Dirk it. at number four. I think he has one of the most valuable, maybe the most valuable ring of all time. Um, That's why I absolutely have him. willed them to that finals championship and won an MVP like three or four years before he even won a ring, which is pretty crazy as well. Um, he played a lot throughout like the back half of his career. You can't really hold that against him uh, when he slowed down, especially there in like the late 2010s. Um, he does have the longevity. He played for like what, like 20, 21 yeah, years, something probably like something yeah. crazy. Um, and he stayed with the Mavs his whole career, which you know I can always, I can always uh, give credit to loyalty. But that being said, the guys in front of him, I don't know. Carl Malone is in front of him for me because because of the scoring aspect of it. Carl Malone had the longevity as well, and I think Carl has two MVPs compared to his one. I think Dirk was a one. better scorer than Carl Malone, though. But Carl Malone's the third best scorer, or like the third. But he also is like all-time in free throws. I think he's first in all-time all in made free throws, too. Well, I mean, I don't know. Carl Malone. Carmeline, <laughs> yeah, Carmeline played less time <laughs> and scored more. I, scoring free throws is still scoring points in the grand scheme of things, especially when you're third all-time in scoring. And he was second for forever Not until for LeBron passed him. Um, and then Kevin Garnett I have above him just because I think yeah. Kevin Garnett was such a significantly oh, better defender. Kevin Garnett above who? Dirk. I'm talking about, oh, I'm okay. talking about yeah. like okay, the, that's why fair. I have yeah. Malone and yeah. KG over Dirk. Yeah. I think Dirk is just a significantly better defender, does have that MVP just like Dirk, and has a ring um, that he was a huge part of as well. Yeah. Uh, my fourth spot, I have Carl Malone. Um, yeah, I think everything's kind of been said that needs to be said about Carl. He's a 14-time All-Star Hall of Famer, 14 times All-NBA. He has two MVPs, but even through all of that, couldn't get the ring. He was with John Stockton, who's debatably a top-five point guard of all time, but could not get it done. Josh Giddey's mentors, yeah, a lot of Yeah, stuff. yeah, allegations or not, Carl Malone is still an all-time great, but he kind of kind of holds him back a little bit from good guy Dirk Nowitzki. So, uh, yeah, when you look at his numbers, they're phenomenal. 27, 29, 31, 29, 28 points a game. Uh, he got there, but free throws, I think that gets taken into account. And then he just couldn't get the big one, even with super team Kobe and Shaq. So uh, that puts Malone a four for me. All right, so the only thing from – I have number three uh, being Dirk. The only thing that keeps him not being two just for me is bias, pure bias, because Kevin Garnett is from the same area I am, and he's just – it's such a huge gap defensively that is kind of yeah. kind of crazy. But I do think Dirk is a way more elite scorer. Um, you know, he averaged like 27 versus Garnett averaging like 22. But um, regardless – Dirk Nowitzki has probably, in my opinion, the second most, the second most impressive ring of all time. Uh, number one being Kawhi Leonard to me. Um, the MVP also was really great. Two final, two finals appearances, and in all of them he played good. Regardless, regardless, Dirk doesn't really. A lot of superstars you can look at them and you can say they had a bad season or they had a bad thing in the playoffs, like a bad reputation in the playoffs, like James Harden for example. 
always never does great in the playoffs. But Dirk Nowitzki does not have that reputation because he always could get far. Despite uh, the only year that he did not get far was the year that they lost. But we believe Warriors, the one seed, his MVP season. But we believe Warriors. So, but despite that, I still think that he's the third best in his position. Yeah, I don't know if anybody was beating the We Believe Warriors at that time. There were that was pure willpower from them. Uh, yeah. So, Caden, I think you're at number two, or or wait, three. Yeah. Yeah, three. Yeah. Yeah, um, at number three, this was tough. I am going to go Carl Malone at three, though. Um, y'all might think KG is a little too high, which actually, no, no you have it at two, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I have Carl Malone at number three. I was just talking about, you know, third, third leading scorer in NBA history, absolutely ruled over the 90s. Um, if Jordan didn't exist, he would have at least. Um, but he dominated in the West in the 90s, at least. Him and John Stockton both. I think Stockton elevated Carl Malone's game a lot just with his playmaking ability. But Malone was able to finish at the rim, and he could extend his range a little bit, rebound as well. Uh, 14 All-Stars, so you know he has longevity. 14-time All-NBA as well, which is pretty pretty insane. Um, and then has a couple of MVPs. So, Yeah, so uh, I- I'm... Two and three was tough, so rather than two and three, I'm going to do a, a 2A, 2B type thing between Dirk and Kevin Garnett just because I think there's an argument that could be made for either side, but I just think it's too evenly matched for me to put one over the other. Here I have Garnett over Dirk, but I don't know. With Dirk's ring um, being one of the hardest earned of all time, uh, he was sick in that final series and still dropped buckets on LeBron and Dwayne Wade and beat them. That was a super team that he went out and beat with a very old uh, Jason Kidd and Jason Terry. Sean Marion. Sean Marion. Uh, Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler. Yeah, it was a good team, but comparing them to that super team that Miami had, Dirk still went out and beat them. I, I, you can't take that away from him. But at the same time, Kevin Garnett uh, with that ring with the Celtics alongside Paul Pierce, another very impressive ring. You could just compare them however you want. Kevin Garnett was a way better defender. Dirk was so much more dynamic on offense. There's an argument that can be made for both sides, so I'm going to go with a 2A, 2B type thing just because I love them both. Um, yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do. All right. Well, so I guess we built – technically we all have the same one and two. So yeah, pretty much. we could just talk about that. I mean, y'all both have KG too, right? Yes. And yeah. we all got the same one. Yeah. So, obviously, I just had Kevin Garnett. Um, a little bit based off of bias, but he is, in my opinion, one of the greatest defenders of all time, probably like top three. Um, also one of the greatest rebounders of all time. Like That's something that goes under the radar. He's a top ten rebounder of all time, and he's not a center. So I thought yep. that that's, yeah, that's really impressive. I think that the finals MVP should have been him, but Paul Pierce was on the team longer, so you know mm-hmm. it's a little bit yeah. of a legacy type of thing. But regardless... Um, KG is number two for me. So, and then Tim Duncan, the reason he's won is, you know, five championships, four finals MVPs, two MVPs. The greatest defensive player of all time did not have a depoy. So, um, and also, this is a bit of a hot take. I have him over Kobe all time. So, I don't think it's crazy to say that. I have him like six. Um, But yeah, just going off of what you said, KG at number two. A lot of people uh, forget that he was a great playmaker in his time in Minnesota. When he went to Boston, he didn't have to playmake as much, obviously, because they had Pierce and Rondo handling the ball for the majority of the time. But in his time in Minnesota, he absolutely willed them to wins. Like, he was by far, like, the best player on the team. Obviously, that's when he got himself an MVP. And, I mean, his second option was Sam Cassell. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> the yeah. Pretty well. yeah. yeah, Kevin Garnett absolutely dominated the early 2000s and late 90s. Um, and I sincerely think he's one of the best defenders of all time. And, I mean, I would listen to arguments of him being the best defender of all time, I probably. Would, mm-hmm. And then for Tim Duncan, one, um, low-maintenance superstar. Uh, didn't complain, just played the game the right way, Mr. Fundamentals. Um, and he could score on just about anybody he wanted to in the post and defend anybody he wanted to in the post and got the hardware to go with it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, that leaves me with number one being Tim Duncan. And I think it's not – There's maybe some arguments you can be made for it being close, but I I think it's a far and away Tim Duncan, a 15-time All-Star, 15 times All-NBA, five-time NBA champion, 15 All-Defensive teams, no depoys, but I definitely think he should have one, three-time Finals MVP, uh, two-time NBA MVP, and a Rookie of the Year. So Tim Duncan, to me, is the greatest power forward of all time. He averages a double-double throughout his career, and his first ring, he was really just him and a 30. 37-year-old David Robinson. 
So Tim Duncan went out and won a championship really on his own. Uh, so you you can't take that from him. And then eventually he gets guys like Manu, Tony Parker, Kawhi Leonard um, to help bolster that for him. So Tim Duncan, to me, easily the greatest power forward of all time. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Anything else you guys want to say? Nope. Yeah, I think that's yeah. perhaps so, it all. Uh, that, that is it for this week. Make sure to tune in next week as we centers. dive into our centers and our six men of the year. So our top ten six men of the year. So that is all. Do, would that specifically mean they had to win the six man? No. Just, let's just do top yeah top ten six man, like top ten bench players. Yeah, we can do bench players. Like are we? Or, but like I will just say like, I mean, it, well, there might thinking? be somebody on there that you might Westbrook? not like. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, that's not no. ridiculous. I think though. primary bench player, like a like a yeah, Jamal but, Crawford. And but a, he's played off the bench now for like so. Russell Westbrook just in his time as a bench player, maybe a top ten bench player. Yeah, of all do you think so? That's like that's just what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it, yeah. Like because he, be he's valid. he's been what three, four years, two. This last year and the year, this year and last year. Dang, it feels longer than that. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right though. I don't know. He may not have the longevity then, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put him over. Yeah, he's like obviously Manu. not over. Yeah, or we're just just discussing this. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll save all that conversation <laughs> for next week. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to WVUA ninety point seven FM and the Full Court Press podcast. To stay up to date, follow us on Instagram at FCP Podcast underscore UA. See y'all next week and peace. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa.